There we go. Hey, what's up, dude? How are you? <laughs> uh oh, I can't hear y'all. Uh oh, what this? Trying to adjust this. There we go. <laughs> what's up, T? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. So I know, me too. <laughs> I'm just stupid, man. Dafford in the house. Man, this is so what's awesome. uh, Hold on. Make sure you can let her talk with you first. Then you do, do it. Let her ask you a question first. Let her ask you a question first. Bye, 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 mine. You're right. It is yours. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Reading Talk. And I am your host, Ms. Sasha. And with Real Reading Talk, we discuss the real systemic issues that at the very foundational core as to why there are low levels of literacy in the Black community and the ways in which we can combat these issues together. And I welcome everyone. I am so, so excited, y'all, because on this episode, I have two absolutely phenomenal guests who are definitely about that literacy. And the first guest that I will be speaking to is Mr. Yes, I'm gonna call him Mr. Y'all. Mr. Danford is, is uh, Danford Green, last name Green too? Harris Green. Da oh, yes. Danford Harris Green. Let me make sure I get that hyphenation right. That's right. That's what's up. <laughs> so we're gonna be first speaking to Mr. Danford. Harris Green, y'all. That's right. There you go. And Danford, guess what, y'all? Danford, this boy is already an author. Y'all hear me? He is already an author. So, you know, obviously he comes from a family of literacy, a family that has been promoting reading, okay, ever since he was in the womb. I'm going to say that. All right. Because I know his mother and she don't play when it comes to education. Okay. And look at that already. This brother right here. See, he, he know what it is. <laughs> he already know what it is, right? You've got to do your advertising immediately. He is already showing his book, which that's what I want him to do anyway. <laughs> I appreciate you so much, Danford. Guess what, Danford? I want you to tell everybody, Danford. How old are you? Tell the world how old you are. Seven. I'm seven, nine. You're seven, what, years old? Seven years old. That's right. Danford is seven years old. And what grade are you in, Danford? Um, you in the first or the second? The seventh grade. Second grade. He think you in the seventh. <laughs> He's like, I'm seven, so I'm in the seventh grade. Got it. <laughs> I love it. Danford yeah. is seven in the second grade, y'all. All right. And let me also ask you, Danford. Danford, do you like to read? Yeah. Say that again. Yeah. Do you like to read? Did she say, do you like to read? A thumbs up for yes. Yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's what <laughs> our kids need to hear. All right. They need to hear from a kid like you that you like to read. What kind of books do you like to read? What kind of books do we, do we read, Danford? 
What kind of books do we read? What kind of books are we reading? So you just want to watch yourself do that. What kind of books are we, are we reading? What's that book we have in there? It's called Ninja Chicks, right? Yeah. And that book pretty cool, isn't it? Wow, Ninja Chicks. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. So they're doing a lot of uh, karate moves, a lot of Man, fight moves like that. He is literally trying to take over those moves. Like we watching, like we're reading the book and he's trying to reenact the moves that he's seeing in the book while we reading. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> I'm like, let's get through this story. But um, I'm, I'm honestly a few of the other books that um he's like that I've picked up and um he's asked me to pick up for him. Mm-hmm. Are, um, the Ninja Turtle books. Okay. So picked up, like, he loves Ninja Turtle. Um Ninja Turtles. I'm trying to think. Uh we do a lot of the um Dr. Seuss books still, and he loves um Thomas the Train. Nice. So Thomas the Train is one of his favorite books, actually. Oh wow. And it was his favorite toy to start out with. Oh my goodness. Oh my and let me introduce you to everybody as well. This is his awesome, phenomenal, beautiful mom. Her name is Tiaria Green, all right? And she is gonna definitely have a lot of different things to talk about when it comes to her growing up in a home filled with literacy and also ways in which she uh, has you know, raised her son and continue to raise her son into literacy. So we're gonna delve into a lot of those different things. I wanted to, before we go to the awesome mom, I wanted to ask Danford just a couple of more questions. Now this is in relation to your book, Danford. Can you show everybody again your book? Show everybody I your book again. Show them again. Oh, 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 okay. You said he did, all here. right. We definitely, we're gonna get the information. Here where to get that book too. All right. What is the name of I'm the book? Get on Amazon. 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 And put it in the search. Danford meets the moon. Danford meets the moon. Oh my good. Wow. Where did you come up with the name Danford from Danford? How'd you come up with that name? She said, how did you come up with the name Danford for the, um, for the character? That game. No, for, for the character. How did you come up with the name uh-huh. Danford for your main character? The, the book. Yes. Tell her what you told me. Uh, 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 to my face. He said, but he said, because he wanted the character to be him. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> he I said, he's got it. to be me. He said, because I'm the one that talks to the moon. <laughs> See, that's what I'm, I, I, Oh my God! See, Danford, this is what the people want to know, Danford. This is all for all the planets. And the mouth—they want to know. He, he, talks, he talks to all the planets. Oh my goodness! Um, I remember uh, my mom, my mother just asked him. My mother just asked him, uh, "Why did you choose to write about the moon? What did you tell Granny about why you chose to write about why you chose to write about the moon?" Because the moon orbit Earth. Mm-hmm. Wow. What else did you say? What? Wow. It was special, remember? He said he told us the moon is special. Yeah, big hole. Wow. Oh, my. I mean, Danford, you are just like a little astronomer. I mean, you just, you are so intrigued. Our, uh, the, the moon and, and the earth. I even saw the picture in your in your home that you have on your wall you were showing me. And too, it goes the same thing. That's like she was talking. She's talking about your poster yeah, right now. Your poster, man. 
That's what hey. people, that's what I saw. When I saw that, I said, okay. I said, damn for us. And I, I started connecting the dots. Therefore, I am like, oh my goodness, man. I am just so proud of you. I am very proud of you. You know you did an excellent job and you're in is this your first interview, Danfer? Is this your first time being interviewed? Yes, it is. He like he don't know what to do. He was cool at first when we got on, right? He was like, I'm gonna be fine. Then he's like, I don't know. Then he's like, I don't know, mom. Um, then all of a sudden, I don't know. He like he all over the place right now with it. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. He is being his true authentic self. He and is. I love it. And I'm, yeah, he he is. I'm just so proud of him. Just seeing him wanting to even you see, you see, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not even ready trying to stop it right now and but then for here ready. if you listen if you're oh, ready Sean, listen, are you ready i saw him take the 49 years or over i galaxy oh wow okay are you oh. ready right now okay come on yeah for thank you thank you can i you want you to clap for the information he just provided yes i am <laughs> yes i am okay, okay. that's what i'm talking about what else you want to share the strongest. We're gonna talk about fun movie. The fourth one is fun and fun. If you're not the hottest or the, or the coolest, actually called the fastest. He said it's not the hottest or the coolest, but it's called the fastest. <laughs> wow. Now, which planet is that? Which planet was that one? Which planet was that again? You said the Mercury. fourth planet. And it's the first planet from the sun. And okay. It's it could be cold and hot over here and cold over here. Okay. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay, look at you. Nighttime. And nighttime. Okay. And <laughs> Amber, you are craters. Mm. That has craters. Yeah, a bunch of lot. Does it have an atmosphere like the um like the uh, Earth does? Nope. It has different atmosphere. Like carbon dioxide, like carbon dioxide atmosphere. Oh my gosh, is it pretty thin? Well, it's carbon dioxide, pretty weak. A uh, who? Pretty weak. Oh, you want to say it one more time? Weak. Weak. Oh, it's pretty weak. Oh, it's pretty weak. It's a weak atmosphere. Oh my good. Okay. He said, Mercury, he said, Mercury's so different. Actually, has no volcanoes and no lavas. What else? And it had no, it had no land. It has no lands, really? So is it like a moon, kind of? Actually, it still has lands. It does have lands, so it's just one big rocky land. Yeah. But the full oh, wow. crater. Oh, okay. It's a lot of craters there. But it's not the hottest. It's not the hottest. Who's the hottest? Venus. Fahrenheit, or are we going to use um, 80, 40, 60 degrees Fahrenheit? Listen, wow, it's yeah, about 8,000 yeah, degrees Fahrenheit. It's up there. <laughs> it is so obvious <laughs> that you have him enthused <laughs> and engaged with science. Right. That right there is yes. awesome. 
Oh my goodness. Full I mean, action rain. Come on. He's about the acid cloud. rain on Venus. Acid clouds. Acid clouds. What else does it have? Storm clouds. Storm clouds. On Venus. On Venus. Oh my goodness. That's I mean, like that's, not a, that's not a planet you really want to visit, is it? Nope. I wouldn't want to visit there either. Lava flows. And is lava flowing throughout the entire planet? Oh, that's scary. Wow. And my Stanford, you can act. Stanford, you can teach a lot of young children about science. Yes. You could teach a lot of young children about science and about our planet he, and about the he, solar listen, system. He quizzes. he quizzes children in his classroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> why, why should I be surprised? Why should I be surprised? <laughs> I mean, he literally is giving us a little miniature science lesson right now. Wonderful. No, wait, no. Wait, hold on. What's your favorite planet? What's your favorite? Oh, Earth is your favorite planet. So you know, I said that's the third planet. Then the second planet is Venus. Oh, because he said, oh my bad. The Earth is bright and it smells good, fresh air. Fresh air, wow. And that's me, us at last. Oh my goodness, Okay, so could you tell everybody? Where to find out? I want him to tell everybody where to find him so he can go get his snack. <laughs> yes. Danford. Yes. Please tell everybody where to find you. What's the name of your website? It's Dance Fun Space, right? DanceFunSpace.com. Oh. And what's your handle on Instagram? At Dance Fun Space. Dance Fun Space. And then what about on Twitter? It's at Dance Fun Space. And I got a song. Can you repeat that? You have a song. Uh, you have a song. Space Rocks. Space Rocks. Fun, Andy. Oh, from who? Andy. Is a guy named Andy that came up with this song? Yes. Okay, you can share it another not another time. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, go ahead. Have your snack. Thank you. Tell everybody. Thank you, Danford. Oh my goodness, Danford meets the moon. Is the book, y'all? Please go pick it up from Amazon. He right here is the right. I mean, you talking about a wealth of knowledge? Over us, cause he could he could be flex from the sun. Oh my he, God! Oh, he reflected. Reflect. Okay. DanceFunSpace.com, y'all. Please go right. check out okay. this little brother's Listen. website. Thank go ahead, you share so one more thing. Effort. One more Thank thing. You. Oh, the way planet with my cows. More than kind of from What's the with the biggest mountain on um on Mars? Mons. Olympus Mons. Oh my goodness. Olympus Mons. That's a huge mountain. It's the largest. They say it's the largest mountain in the universe. It's like you put many volcanoes. You put many volcanoes on that one thing, on that mm. one mountain. Oh my goodness. Wow. Did they have lava too? No. Yes. Marsh have no lava. Have no lava. Okay. And but it can fit more, but it can fit volcanoes. But 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 Marsh water it's kind of strange. It's kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> is it wild marsh? Hmm. I think it is. <laughs> For those of you all who are just tuning in, this is Real Reading Talk with your host Miss Sasha. And again, I just Marsha, want to. Thank yes. Okay. Danford, yes. Harris Green, Danford. the author of Danford Meets the Moon. Everybody, 
And wait, wait. I am going to talk to his and awesome mother. We got some things to talk about, y'all, as y'all can see. Okay. Well, Miss Kieri again. All right. Tell everybody goodbye. What things we that she does. We're going to get him to exit right now. <laughs> hey, y'all, this is real read and talk. I keep it real. So, yes, y'all are those. When y'all hear this podcast, y'all are going to hear the little young, awesome damper. And he's giving a great science class. You're going to also hear him too, kind of fretting a little bit because he's about to go eat lunch. So, I can engage in a one on one conversation with his mom. Y'all know how it is. Y'all know how it is with our babies. So, don't be tripping. All right, y'all just stay on and y'all just keep engaged with this awesome interview that I'm about to have with this beautiful lady, awesome, brilliant cousin T up in here in the house, Miss Tiaria Green. Oh my goodness. Oh, we got some things to talk about because right there where we saw, I mean, it was pretty obvious, you know, that you do a lot of reading you do a lot of interacting with your son you and you yes. obviously uh have seen that he has a very strong interest in science and that yes. right there is just so phenomenal but what i want to ask you first is i want to find out about your background in terms of how you were raised when it came to literacy Oh man, um, let's just start with the fact that I was born partially deaf in my left ear. And so I can't even hear um, properly to even hear the sounds of certain letters. Um, when I was younger, you know, at first, you know, back in the day, you know how our parents were like, you ignoring me. So, you know, I would get popped. I'm like, I'm not ignoring you, I promise. And my mother, so when she finally figured out, I think I was about maybe five, whatever. She's like, okay. I was like five or six. She goes, okay, she's not ignoring me she probably really cannot hear me because like sometimes I would be right by her and she would be like, hold on. She's really, she really can't hear me. Just a second. Yes. Yes. No, no, I'm really trying to get Thank you. I know how mamas, y'all know how we do. We multitask. Yes. So no problem. Here. Do what you got to do. There we go. All right. Love it. He was like, he's like, he's like, listen, let me finish. I had some things out, some other things I wanted to share. <laughs> like, you can, you can keep it calm, cool, and collect. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right, right. The funny thing is that if his dad was here, he would be all chills. He would be just like chilling, like just giving you, just giving you all the answers mm. in chill mode. Mm. I'm here, mm. like he, everything has to be animated with me. Of course, so, you know how they do with the moms. You already, you know how it is with us mamas for real, okay? Right. <laughs> and, he, and it's so hard because he melts my, he just melts my heart all the time. You and know? we can tell, exactly. That, that's obvious. I, it's like, I know you just, and go ahead, baby. And tell, tell him about that yes. mother, baby. Tell him about that Venus. Go yes. ahead. <laughs> he just sucking it up. I love it. I love it. <laughs> he do. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that mama to get ran over by the baby. <laughs> I also, so I also, I also have to try to make sure I keep my um keep my foot down with him. But um back to um how I grew up with reading, I um so I had we um we noticed I had the hearing issue, and so immediately you know they got me to like they got me to like a, um a hearing a hearing test right just to make yeah. how is she hearing what is she hearing, yeah. um how far away can she hear, mm -hmm. and um they were like okay well do you want to do surgery? My mother was like oh I don't want you cutting on her. 
because they were offering to do surgery. Um, Do you want to um, get her a hearing aid? And she and they said, well, she doesn't. They're like, well, if we get her a hearing aid, she things may be, may become too loud for her, because um, that back then, you know, they really didn't have like a like the adjustable hearing aids that that we have now. Okay, you know, back you know, back then, like in the eighties, whatever, you know, things were just they were really just starting to ramp up technology, just okay. figuring it out for the most part. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what's the next best thing? They said, well, we could always work on her on her speech to start with. So let's start with her speech. So because I had problems with hearing, I had problems with reading in the beginning. So I had to figure out how to sound out certain letters. That's why most of the time now you hear me use a lot of diction because mm-hmm. um, I'm trained in using diction so that I can actually pronunciate and enunciate things that I really want to say. That's why with Danford, I understand a lot of things that he's saying because I've come, I come from that. But it, it runs in my family though. But um, a lot of us had to have speech, had to have speech therapy um, or it had to have uh, hearing aids. We actually had a few aunts that um, that when they got super sick, they actually lost their hearing. Yeah, completely. I had a cousin who had to get his who had to get his ears flushed um, on a regular basis, like once a month. Mm. And because it was it was just that bad. So it kind of found out it runs in the family. It's a sinus issue. So. Okay. It's it's just you know just learning about learning about uh about I guess what, what some people may um say are like your challenges and how to work within them and how to work around them and how to make them work for you. Mm-hmm. And so we started with that, and then after we got my diction down, mother's like, okay, let's move on to the next thing. What else? Hooked on Phonics came out. Oh my goodness, Hooked on Phonics was like. That was the thing that took it took the eighties by a storm, didn't it? Yep. Yes, it, it was did. running. Yeah. The, it was running the late eighties into the into the early nineties. It worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> it worked for me. Okay, yes, it what? worked for me, and it really did. We spent so much time listening to those tapes mm-hmm. and going through the books at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I just want to. I, I just want to thank. My- uh oh. I apologize, you all. It- I'm not for sure. Okay, it should be coming right back. Uh oh. Does advance so much, so much more than our than our peers did it that were in school with us? Because I remember I even went to reading classes while I was in elementary, mm. and that was um. At first, it seemed like, am I different? Am I am I am I bad different? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. scary at first. Like, mm-hmm. why am I always being pulled out of class? Like, and they were always running hearing tests on me at the school. They were um, just to find out if my hearing was getting worse or if it was staying the same. And it was okay. stagnant for the most part. Okay. But um, I want to thank uh, Miss Leonard. I'm not even sure if she's still alive, but she was my, um, our librarian over at, uh, I went to Clary Westrop in Cleveland on the west side. I was going to ask what's okay. That's a, okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a magnet school. And so we were bust over there. But it was one of the best magnet schools in the city of Cleveland, to be honest with you. Mm. One of the best. Um, You know, the city of Cleveland school district went through so many different changes over the years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. It's just, I'm not, um, I'm not sure Miss Leonard is, but I, Mm. I would just like to thank her for working with me. And she kept me interested in books. And, um, my fourth grade teacher who has passed, Miss Pizarric, um, who helped me uh, get into um, public speaking. She, um, she goes, you know what? 
for her to not talk that well, this girl sure to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just because I may struggle with my speech does not mean I don't have a lot to say to the world. Yes. <laughs> and so, so, she, so she says, you know what? She says, we have a special job for you. Oh, every time we had an assembly or an event that required us to have um, like an orator or a master ceremony, whatever, like I would always be that, I would always be the one. And I was young doing so, and I had to read a lot. So the scripts I had to read and she, and oh man, just, I didn't even recognize it then what she was doing for me. Mm. Oh my goodness. You know? But as I got older, I was like, man, this lady is amazing. And I couldn't find her. Um, I had moved out of the state, whatever. And, but, and I was trying to look her up on like via the internet, whatever. Yeah. But she just that right there. That's when that's what you call being a proactive educator. When you recognize something in your students because you actually pay attention. Yep. And you're able to address what their issues are and find a way outside of paperwork. You understand? You can't just sit a child down with worksheets for everything thank you it just doesn't work like that uh -uh. and you give give them a task give them a certain responsibility where they're like oh man like the eyes are on me you know this is oh i'm i'm carrying a load of responsibility how do i make sure that i you know what i'm saying that i that i meet you know what i'm saying the expectations and i enjoyed every moment of being on that stage let me just tell you wow. <laughs> being at that podium and reading those scripts and um, introducing um, uh, the number of acts that I would have to introduce or the number of um, scenes that I would have to introduce whatever that would come onto the stage or or guest speakers. It was awesome. I enjoyed that. Mm. And it, it truly helped me with my reading and with my speech. Wow. So that's, that's my read, that's my literature or my literature uh, learning to read journey, um, you know, from, from yeah. child to, to 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 actually to adult because still sometimes I'm still learning new words and learning how to say things and every day <laughs> exactly exactly and you know what I love about it uh Tiaria is that number one I was taking notes while you were talking about uh your history your journey through literacy and one of the key things that you talked about is going back to your mom and how you said yeah. that she did that investigation after she got you know past the aspect of waiting hold up okay my baby ain't ignore me because like you said that's something definitely you know we'd be like in the black community like oh, oh are you what you what yeah <laughs> you know not gonna ignore me <laughs> and so so I like that aspect right there and that's a reminder you know to my listeners out there you know to make sure that you are, if, if, you know, you have issues like that where your child, you know, if you're like calling them or whatever the case may be, you know, hey, sometimes that could be it. Now we ain't saying this all the time, you know, <laughs> but we know right. that sometimes right. it could be it. So we have to make sure that we are in tune with our children and we have to make sure that we are paying attention to different things like that. So that aspect was on point. And then the aspect yeah. of how you talked about how it ran in your family, you know, and talking yeah. about aspects and doing that again that investigation that's why it's very important mm -hmm. for us to have that connection with our families talk to our families about yes. their history which is all connected yes. to literacy because this is the kind of culture that we come from we come from a culture in the black community that stems from africa that oral history having that connection with our elders having that connection with our oh, 
so we can find yeah. out, oh, okay, so that's why certain things that I do, because my great, 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 great grandmama was doing that. Yeah. You know, this is something yeah. that, you know, my aunties do or my uncles. That stuff is important. So I hope again, like I said, that you all are gaining these nuggets that T is dropping for everybody because this is what real reading talk is all about. This is a way in which we are combating these issues of low levels of literacy in the black community because we understand core issues and we definitely, we are addressing, we talk about those, but here on this podcast, it's about taking action. It's about taking steps to combat these things. And then when you talked about the aspect, when you start remembering your teacher's names, that right there was something that was powerful because of the fact it shows the impact that they had. You know, now it can happen the other way around. Sometimes you can remember those teachers' names and it could have been in a bad way, right? You remember because they were had a negative impact. But this was a blessing because you remembered these positive teachers. And like you said, they saw something in you. And this is something that is key when it comes to being an educator. An educator is always trying to find that connection. They're trying to find that spark in each and every individual child so they can help bring it out of them because it's going to help them be the best version of them. And that right there is obvious with you. It's obvious in terms of how you spoke about everything. You know, you speak very well. You're you're an articulate Black woman. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, which we don't expect nothing less from Black people. Let's be clear. All right. You know, period. Okay. And so, and I really, and, and all of these things right here is just you dropping those nuggets, you know, about how we have to make sure we're being in tune, you know, with our children and how, again, this is all connected to literacy because girl, I can relate to you. I used to be in plays in high school. I didn't have no problem with being on the stage. I was in mm-hmm. poetry at Shaw High, winning all kinds okay. of, you know, I, I, I used to give the announcements in high school so I could relate. I'm all like, ooh, ooh. I'm like, okay. Similar background. <laughs> I love it. And so now I want to ask you in terms of the things in which, because it's obvious with your awesome son with Danford. I mean, he is just like, just so uh, enthused and just so engaged and so knowledgeable about he, he really Tell me, what are the things that you would do in terms of preparing him, you know, for, you know, just engaging him, not just with science, but just with literacy period. Give us, you know, just a little bit inside in terms of your uh, uh, reading uh, habits, if you will, that you've helped to develop, you know, in your home. Okay. So let me just tell you this, just to start out with. So um, this year, because everything has changed um, with schooling, you know, Danford has had a bit of a struggle because he's been at home and he's like, where is my Montessori classroom? And and he, you hear the things that he was just saying about uh, about the the poster. Could you imagine when I'm just holding a a regular conversation with Danford and when Danford is just in his regular chill mode and he's just trying to voice how he feels and what he's thinking. This boy says to me, he says, mom, this is not Montessori. I said, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. He's, 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 he's not Montessori. Right. And he, he definitely, he realized like class is not the same as it was last year. 
he goes, I don't, he's, and he told me, he says, mom, I don't like this format of learning. He said, this is not how, he told me, he says, flat out, he says, mommy, this is not how I want to learn. He says, I need my materials. Therefore, wants to be able to move the letters around and, and figure out whether these letters make a word or not, like putting the sounds together. Like he's a hands-on type of learner. And there's some like Montessori materials that um, we had that we don't have at our, you know what I'm saying, at um. You know what I'm saying at our um, at our convenience right now. Like I don't just have those things in the home. I'm I'm asking whatever the school whatever like could you lend me whatever those materials were that he had last year. It's a fight. It's a fight with that with the with the with the school district um which is Cleveland school district right now. I am because you know his well his school you know was it was separate from Cleveland school district and he got absorbed this past year mm -hmm. and it has been an unfavorable absorption I'm saying absorb uh, absorption I can't I think I'm saying the wrong word um just uh, uh what's the word like I think it well I guess what immersion if you will acquisition well, it's been right an unfavorable acquisition mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. uh, the because they acquired us we didn't acquire them they acquired us Mm -hmm. They took us on, you know, they absorbed us and took us into their system mm -hmm. and said, we know what you were doing, but you will not be doing it anymore. It's basically what they said to us. They literally took, there is no more Montessori within his school. And this online learning, um, and there is a system for learning Montessori via online, but they refuse to actually facilitate it. Now, my thing is, if you only have two or three schools in the district that actually supposedly do Montessori, then it shouldn't be that hard for you to get to get this amount of materials um, or and supplies out to the homes and families of those children that actually use Montessori. Mm -hmm. I don't see the issue. Mm -hmm. You have money to do all the other stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You're doing this and you're doing that. You're building up all these schools on the west side and you're closing down all the schools on the east side. You would think you saved some money to bring it, to bring in supplies for schools that you did, that you do still have open on the east side. Hmm. Okay. This is one school on the east side that does Montessori. What's the problem? It's not that many students in that school. What's the, you know what I'm saying? What's the real issue? Let, let me go over the books with you. I'm very good at numbers. I have a degree in it. <laughs> you know, like it's just, you know, and it's hard to get parents to, um, to kind of get on board with um, fighting for their children's right to learn the way their children learn best. It's hard. Uh, so like I've been, I feel like sometimes like I'm fighting alone and other parents are just like, well, whatever it is, what it is like, well, shoot, they own school via, via, uh, via um, laptop. At least I ain't got to get up and, and run out the door to go take them here and take them do this. But I'm just like, mm -hmm. what is your child gaining? Mm -hmm. How is your child behaving now that they've been taken out of they've been taken out of an environment that they're so used to learning in? Mm -hmm. And a lot of kids have been falling short of what they normally perform at, you know, the level they perform, normally perform at. And they've been, I've been watching a lot of breakdowns. I'm looking at my son's class, I'm I'm seeing children like literally fall out and freak out about, you know, having to do this uh traditional-based learning now. And it's so they they have so much work they have to do. They have to turn in via via the online. Like this is first and second and third graders, and I'm confused as to why you have so much work for them to turn in via online. It's mm. it's a lot. Like it's like college level. Um, you know what I'm saying? Workload. I literally just we had a meeting with my um, 
for my son, whatever, because I wanted him to get some help reading. They they still have not given my son any extra tutoring for reading. The teacher had to step in and say, you know what? I will provide that extra time needed for Danford. When I'm like, I'm going to tell him, you know, that's not that's not just your job. They have people that they pay mm-hmm. on staff that are supposed to be stepping in to support you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, the teacher, need the support. Yeah. Exactly. You have a class. You know what I'm saying? You have a class of, because uh, he has, it's a, you know, it's a monastery is supposed to be mixed grade, right? Mm-hmm. So one, one, first grade, second grade, third grade. So you have all of that in there, but now you're turning, you're forcing them to be traditional learners. Mm-hmm. And you have a teacher who's like, well, I was being trained in Montessori, but now I got to figure out this traditional um, format for, you know what I'm saying, for my students, because this is what the district's telling me. I have to teach. I have to teach. I can't provide a Montessori format for my students and you won't even you won't even allow me mm-hmm. um I can't even send out the materials that my students need mm-hmm. because you're saying that's not what we're doing they have laptops like laptops is enough exactly it's, 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 it's become ridiculous exactly. but so but what I've been doing to supplement mm-hmm. for Danford is is that right now we've been we I've, I've had to start from scratch with him to okay. get him acclimated to how they traditionally learn. Okay. And it's because I can't give him Montessori setup when they're not, when they're, when they're, they're literally, they're, um, they're testing these kids almost every week. They get tested every week. Really? You know, like, wow. yeah, they're doing small, there's a small test, this week, small test this week. Then all of a sudden, just this week, they just did um, an NWEA test for, um, the math next week is going to be for the English mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like you're bombarding these children with small tests throughout the week right. and then all of a sudden you give them a big test a big test but you're not really te- you're not really giving them a chance to actually learn and you're, you're moving so fast exactly. it's not fair exactly exactly Montessori was an at your own pace set up and format this room is set up for you to figure things out at your pace and receive guidance and support from the instructor in the classroom Mm. It's not like that anymore, you know, it's, and it's kind of upsetting for a lot of these children. So Danford, like, um, it's, what are you interested in? And let's read that together. Mm-hmm. We'll go over that together. And I try not to force him reading more than, more than five pages at a time. You know, let's just do these five pages and we'll, we'll keep reading these five pages until every word on these pages becomes something familiar for you. Okay. So it's something you recognize. And when you see these words, you're reading it fluently because you recognize it now. You know, you know that word when you see it. And it's a, a breeze to get through that word to the next word. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes, therefore, he'll, he'll see the last word first, okay. you know, or he'll see, you know, and that's why Montessori was helping him because it was allowing him to place those words where they belonged in the sentence little by little on his own. This this is, it's, um, I recognized when I was teaching myself that not every child learns the same. And they um, were hitting me, they were hitting uh, hitting us with this new form of teaching called differentiated. <laughs> okay. I remember when they called us in and said, you know, they said, yeah, you know, it's differentiated learning now. Um, I know you all have already graduated and everything. Um, and so you probably didn't get this when you were in school, but this is what we're moving up to. And I have some new books for you all to use whatever in your classrooms. And a lot of me, me and my colleagues were looking at each other like, now explain everybody about what differentiated learning is again. A differentiated learning is when you have 
um, say you have a classroom of 15 students. Okay. And you have, you have um, a group um, of five that um, learn um, at a fast pace. Okay. Then you have a group of five that learn moderately. Okay. Then you have a group of five that are struggling. So, okay. you know, you so one third is struggling. One third is, is, on, is on target. Mm-hmm. One third is moving ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, but in what terms of moving ahead, right? Because just because somebody learns faster does not mean that they're actually learning. They could be just memorizing stuff. Right. Very to good. get to the next thing. And then you find out, oh, you just memorizing something, but you really don't even know what you just read. Mm. The comprehension. Level. Comprehension. Yep. Comprehension. Right. Because, because I remember spoon is spelled S-P-O-O-N. Doesn't mean I know what a spoon is. <laughs> doesn't mean I know what doesn't mean I know why it's used, how it can be used. Right. It is not right. giving me every facet of the spoon. Right. You know, the spoon has me has many usages. Right. You know, it doesn't have just, it's not just for you to eat. It could be for you to measure. It could be for you, you know what I'm saying, for you to dig. It could right. be for you to, um, <laughs> for you to balance, Right. you know? Right. And you don't, and you don't understand all of the, everything that you could do with the spoon. Mm-hmm. See, with Montessori, you figure out everything you can do with the spoon. Mm. I um, didn't know I was turning my classroom into a Montessori classroom until... I realized I had children in my classroom. Everybody was doing something different. And for me, that's what differentiated became for me. But for them, it was give this group um, worksheets on this topic. Give this group worksheets on the same topic, but at this pace. Give this group um, worksheets um, in math, but not necessarily on the same two topics that the moderate and the fast group are learning. Okay. And you're just like, what? <laughs> Now, and me. I was just like, man, I said, this would make the class, this would make a whole. Tell it, tell Go ahead. It. What, what, what is your, so what is your uh, educational uh, background in? Like, what, what is it that you got your degree in and, and what is it that you do? So that's funny, right? Um, this, uh, this country of ours is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, in the black community, right? And in the black community, we have made, I think we've made the mistake of pushing college onto everyone. Mm -hmm. We have allowed, we have allowed somebody else's system and somebody else's agenda to overrun our initial agenda and our, and our initial, you know, um, mission. Mm -hmm. And we got caught up in doing things their way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she's saying their way, y'all, y'all know she's talking about in the white supremacist mind frame, okay? So yes. to be clear, because this on real reading talk, we keep it real, all right? Right. Yes. So and um, this what this is what really opened my eyes. I was going um for um for certification one summer um for my uh for my teaching license, and I was like, okay, well, I need to get recertified in some things. So I said, you know, I'm gonna just take my class down to Tri C. So okay. I go down to Tri C. Um. I don't know why I can't think of my professor's name, but she was um she was she was pretty awesome. Okay. And uh she had been a um a, a college classmate of of my superintendent when I was working for East Cleveland mm-hmm. School District. And um she goes, Oh, well, let me make sure I equip you equip you with everything you need. So I want you to do a history 
on the, um, I want you to do a complete full um, robust history on the edu on education, on the history of education, mm -hmm. how we got into public, how we got into public education mm. and so on and so forth. So I said, okay, whatever, this is going to be nothing. Right. So I'm at all the way back, okay. all the way back. That's when I learned. I said, okay, hold up. So there was no such thing as public education, you know, uh, starting out. Mm. We introduced public education to the country. You know, for you them, we first, who is we? We, us being uh, uh, the, the indigenous people of this here land, <laughs> the black, the melanated, you hear me? The melanated okay. people. Black. The melanated folk, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about the FBAs, our, our foundation, our foundational black African black Americans. You understand me? Okay. So, uh, so we, uh, you know, which we always we were always founding things, though. That's what we do. We found. <laughs> you said we do the founding, Thank and uh, I learned that we introduced public education to the country. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we didn't just see that our children needed to be educated. We saw that the poor white kids in the South also need to be educated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we said, and us with the hearts that we have, we said, we can't leave these babies out too with the hearts that we have. So then they said, well, okay, this is where we always go wrong, including others in our <laughs> <laughs> Including us. Every time we include, and I don't mean to be everybody. Hey, I'm just speaking facts. Every time we include somebody else in our in, in, in our in um in our blessings or in our plans, they get snatched from us. They they truly do. They get snatched from. Us. So they say, okay, well, if that's what's gonna happen, then we gonna also provide um public transportation. But that's not gonna be for y'all children. We only gonna transport ours. Mm. And so they were literally trans, and we were like, well, some of them were actually starting off at our schools. They were starting off at our schools. So then they said, oh, well, we don't really want our children to learn from y'all. Mm. So we're going we gonna to bring down some other white educators down to the South. This is all during Reconstruction era. Yeah. Mm. We're going to bring some other white, bring some white educators back. Um, we're going to bring some white educators on down to the South, mm. and they're going to educate our children. And y'all go ahead, y'all keep educating y'all's. And, but when they saw that we were actually advancing ours, but even with the very little resources that we had, yes. they were still advancing. Somehow, some way they had opened their own pharmacy. Somehow, some way they had opened up their own, um, their own uh, hospitals. Somehow, some way they had opened up their own grocery stores, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, mm -hmm. they doing too much down there. Somehow, some way we have still became lawyers, even being from the South. Yeah. Somehow, some way, yep. how is this possible? Yeah. How did any of these, how were these black people able to become legislators after the, after the war? Mm -hmm. Who is training y'all? What is going on? Mm -hmm. Why is this, why is this capable? Why is this happening? Why is this possible? <laughs> you know, it was, it was a, it, so I started, I started going, oh my gosh. I said, um, we might be in trouble. Cause when I thought about what we started with and where we are, I said, oh my, how do we get out of this? I feel like we're in a rut. How do we get out of how do we get out of their system and into our own? Right. So right now I feel like that's where that's where we're that's where we're stuck at right now, figuring out how to get out of their system into our system, but how we are going to teach our community. So we've been we've been taught that from from their system and from their uh their agenda, their mission, mm -hmm. oh, you have to go to college. And college may not be for everybody. Some people are just entrepreneurs. So I got forced into college, literally got forced into college. 
I had my, my mom and sister came and told me, girl, if you don't get by my sister's house and, and go register for school, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you and I'm gonna win. I'm just telling you. And I was just like, oh well, well can do I have a few minutes to get dressed? Can I get myself together? You know, <laughs> and, I, and I'll meet you downstairs in the car. <laughs> okay. And then when I say I literally got forced, I mean I literally got forced. So here I, I am. You were playing. Oh, I'm registering to be in somebody's school and sit in a classroom I don't want to be in. Wow. Didn't want to be there. That's not what I wanted to start my own business. But our community has been taught that. I'm not gonna give you no money to start no business. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna feed that dream. Right. Now you want to be a nurse? Right. I'm all behind that. Right. You want to be a teacher? I'm all behind that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go to law school? Oh, I can really tell my friends about that. Yes, I put my money behind that. Right. Um. What? <laughs> what did you want? What did you want to get your degree? So you got it in. So I, I, so, I up, so I ended up getting it in merchandising. So I ended up getting merchandise. I'm thinking like, oh, merchandising. Every time I would look online, I said, well, I kept going, well, I was into fashion and I wanted to, I just really wanted to open up my own store. I wanted to start my own magazine. And so I said, well, okay, well, let me find, how can I figure out a way to get into there? So they said, okay, merchandise. I said, oh, well, I do need to learn how to handle um, inventory. I do need to learn how to, uh, how to order. I do need to learn, but kind of find out. I know how to do that anyway. I go grocery shopping with my mama. That's all it that's all it really was, was balancing a budget. Wow. Balancing a budget. Mm-hmm. And but I ended up with a degree in, in math. So it's a it's a math degree. So I'm thinking I kept seeing openings for it. I'm like, oh, it's always gonna always be openings for merchandisers. Okay, I got this. Right, right. I started applying after after I graduated, you know. Um, they were trying to refuse to give me my honors and everything that I was that I was graduated with. Like when I tell you, I was I've been fighting my whole life. Okay, I've been fighting. I've been fighting for justice my whole life. I'm that's so the, serious. Hey, that's the story of a black person. Okay, I've been okay. my whole life. It's like my whole life. I've been fighting for justice. Right. And um, and so I ended up with a degree that they were afraid to give me my my uh my just doing my my position. Mm. They didn't want to hire me in what I was trained to do. It was it was truly. It was truly a struggle to figure it out. So I, I ended up, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I finally got a job, but I was one out of four out of four black people hired in this company. And they put me directly underneath a black woman who did not go to college for merchandising, but she had made it into the associate merchandiser position. She thought I was coming to take her job. She thought they were trying to replace her yeah. with me. Oh man. And she told me to my face. Black woman told me to my face, yeah. I'm not gonna train you. What? Tell me to my face. No. I'm not gonna show you nothing. I mean, she meant it. She meant it. This woman was trying to, this woman was sabotaging me from the day I walked in. From the day I walked in. And what's that just straight about is one of the ugly, ugly drawbacks of what slavery did to our people. You know, it that, is that right there. That whole mentality of I'm not, we're competing. That's not a right way of thinking. Okay. And if I was her, I, and it, it, but this is just how I think. If I feel any inkling of a, um, of a, you coming to replace me mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, what? let me help your sister move on to the next job. Okay. So what I would do is I would train you. And then I will put out a resume for you to other companies. I would literally type up your resume 
okay? And get you hired somewhere else, mm. away from where I think I'm comfortable and where I feel like I have put my, I have set my foot in where I say I want to be. Mm. I'm not going to sabotage you. I'm going to better you for the next job. Right. <laughs> and not only that, I'm going to get you up out of here in the best way possible. I'm going to sing your praises. I'm going to write up your resume. I'm going to train you to the best. You hear me? And I'm going to push you on and out. Mm. But I'm going to do it the right way. I'm wow. not going to push you out in a negative note. I'm not going to try to mm-hmm. tear down your character. I'm not going to try to tear down, you know, your achievements. I'm not going to try to stop you from learning more. I'm not going I'm not going to keep you from actually getting the information you need to get to be the best in this field that you need to be. I'm not gonna stop you from feeding your dream. Exactly. Like I'm not going. I'm gonna do what you need. I'm gonna do what's needed to get you into another company. <laughs> if, if this is where I want to be, so bad. You understand? Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you go somewhere else. But you won't be where my job is if I feel like you coming from my spot. Like you, we got to think different. Are we supposed to help each other up and out? Exactly. Not not push each other down. And push each other out, <laughs> you yeah, know. Exactly. You understand me? Like, like it's 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 ridiculous because what she what she did for me was not helping at all, you know. And I didn't learn anything mm. other than um, what I did learn. The things I did learn, I learned on my own. I had to. I didn't know how to talk to these uh, to these Chinese factories. I had to figure out how to hold um, negotiating conversations with these Chinese on my own. Like I literally had to go back and look at old, um, I was looking at old, uh, I was looking at old um, emails from the, from the um, assistant before me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I had to read emails from the assistant before me to see, cause they, they thought they had erased them, but it, she was still on the computer. And when you touch on there, you could actually log into her. I said, oh, I said, this ain't nothing but a help right here. Wow. They thought they had wow. removed her. I said, that, that's only, that was the only thing that helped me. Mm. And um, cause you could get on the phone and just call them. You can only communicate with them via email. Mm. And I had to figure it out. And they only received emails during certain times of the day. So I had to, I had to, I had to learn, I learned I had to put a time, I had to put a scheduled delivery on my emails in order to make sure they got to their, make sure they got to their email boxes um, as soon as they reached their office. Oh yeah, I had to figure all of that out on my own. It was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Just dealing with that. But but the, but but back to you know um I end up teaching because after I left from there it was hard finding another job in merchandising. Okay. Like my name was too black for them. Then it became um oh oh I thought you um I thought you were uh I I, I they thought I was um thought I was uh they thought I was white because my conversation is so professional and but they wouldn't say oh. they thought I was white. Oh, they wow. would they would use other they would use other you know other terms or other hints words to oh 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 well oh well I did want to meet you but I just, um but um I'm afraid to let you know that we actually filled that position girl it would be some it would be some white girl in there that look like this is wrong and be looking at you like <laughs> not really wow. but um wow again like it was crazy wow. it was crazy. Were to be one black chick that was actually there and be like, girl, I'm the token. I'm telling you right now, you were not getting up in here. <laughs> oh it was crazy. It so was crazy. Find out your, so, so did you wind up getting a, a teacher's license? What route did you did you go back? Yeah, I, I, I end up I end up getting a, I end up getting an untraditional um untra- what do they call it? 
I can't even remember what the name of it is, but um, in the state of Ohio, okay, you if you get if you get sponsored by a district, you can um attain, you can obtain a um a non traditional teaching license. Oh. You can obtain a non traditional teaching license. Oh, you just have to be sponsored. You have to you must have a degree, and um, that's similar to whatever field it is you want to go into. Okay, but you also must be sponsored by that district. You have to be sponsored. Okay, wow. Right. You're educating me, and I'm quite sure yes. folks who are listening have heard of this. I've never, I've never heard of that before. I didn't know that. Some people, some people were trying to go through uh, Teach for America. Remember that when that was all yeah. big? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Teach for America. Um, that was a that was a um a hot mess. Oh, it really was. Because when I tell you, we had teachers coming in from from Teach for America coming in, and they were like, uh, they were like, um, I can't handle these kids, and all it was just so negative. And the kids can feel that vibe; they they sense it, they can smell it. It's mm -hmm. like you know, it's like a wolf. It's like a wolf that smells fear on a person that is cornered in a, in the middle of the woods. You know, they know they got you in their grasp. Yep. You know, and they know that all they got to do is lunge in the right direction. Yeah, they know what direction you gonna you gonna try to lunge or run in exactly and the kids exactly. oh my goodness kids we could do a them whole up. nother episode and talking about that in terms of teach for america and just the whole just aspect period of how the educational yeah. needs yeah to totally gutted i mean right so you know, I, I so i went so i went the not so i went the non-traditional teaching license route and um because i had a principal who saw in me um what he had never seen in any of his other teachers mm. and he said let me reach out to to the superintendent and and, and let her know mm. that you are what we need in this district. Wow! And that's when I started. That's when I started teaching over at Shaw. Oh, I was teaching. Really? Oh, damn! That's, that's where I graduated. Teaching from. man. Okay. And I was teaching man. And then I ended up coming out of um coming out of there, going into the sixth grade classroom because the sixth grade teacher just decided to just quit. And but instead of him quitting, he went out on medical leave the whole year instead. So he just was drawn in medical. Just, he was getting paid. He was getting paid like he was there and wasn't even there. And I had to I had to take over his classroom. Wow. And that, that's when I learned there's a serious breakdown in our community. I, I learned there's a serious breakdown in our community on how our children are actually learning, what they're understanding, how they're perceiving everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, which in a like in a nutshell really again what we have to understand is that when our children do not have that basic foundation of reading then it transcends yeah. into all the other subject matters so if our children yeah. are just like how you talked about in terms of having those conversations just like how we saw you in the beginning of the podcast of real reading talk um and how you were talking to Danford and how he was explaining to you this, and you're listening to him. All of these things, our children are learning that. They're learning those reading skills right there because the first aspect of reading is not you opening a book. Really, the first right. aspect of reading starts with the, the listening. It's That's right. You know, listening and speaking, because you think about it as a baby, a baby, you know, a baby is just, you know, hearing those sounds. They're hearing, you know, the moms and the dads mm -hmm. and people around them talking to them and, you know, all these different things. So they're hearing the sounds. And after that, the speaking comes. Then they're trying to mimic. That's when we see the cooing, ah, ooh, because they're following, they're looking at our lips, they're seeing us. So they're trying to produce those sounds. So that's the aspect yeah. versus listening, then the speaking. Then you start mm -hmm. showing them the letters. 
Then you start, that's, right. that's when they start getting two, three years old, depending upon how mature your child is. Then you start showing them the letters and then you start connecting the letters to the sounds. This is right. I actually started there for right. right. I actually started there you know for um, with, with, with big words. I started him off with big words just to start with, just so he could have an, uh, just so he could have a comprehension level, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Of the even smaller words. Okay. Okay. So okay. I started him off with that first. So I just gave, I would give, I gave different, um, an app. I can't, I can't even think the name of this app right now, mm -hmm. but, um, I started off with an app where it, mm -hmm. um, it would give, it gave him what the letters sound like, but then okay. it also um, it had a partner app, which gave him words and it would give him, um, a visual of what these words actually meant. Okay. And, um, and it would also give the, and it would help him, it would read the definition in a sentence. So mm -hmm. therefore, we'll follow along. People follow along with the sentence. So he found a word. He the word that was supposed to be um, being defined, and he would touch on it, and you know, and it would, and he would love it, you know, because he liked to see the um, the visual part of it over and over and over. So it built up his. I built up his comprehension long before I built up his reading skills. Wow! Wow! See, and I, yeah. and you know what? And and now what you're doing for me is you're making me segue into three tips I would love for you to give to our audience three tips three different things that you do with your son that people can implement in their homes when it comes to literacy so just yeah. give us you know three you know three things that we can walk away with knowing for okay. those of us who are struggling who are trying to get their kids into reading or kids who are struggling like you said with comprehension you know or different things mm -hmm. of that nature can you please just can you give us three tips that you do with sure. your son that we can please everybody write these tips down. I'm doing it right now. So the first tip that um, I will always give is start with your child's comprehension. Cause okay. that was key. That was key for, um, for me with Danford is making sure that your child has a, um, an under uh, a level of understanding okay. for what it is you're ready to even present to them or introduce to them. You want them to know, or you want them to know what you're talk what you're talking about mm. with them. Uh, avoid all, avoid all baby talk, especially if you have young, like real young ones. Avoid all baby talk at, at all, at all costs. Mm. Um, try not to try not to baby them when it comes to their comprehension. You know, be precise, be um, be precise and be and be persistent. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing I would give when it comes to um, teaching your child how to read is start where they're at, figure out what they know. Mm -hmm. Because because you've built up their comprehension first, okay. you may not know what they already know. Mm -hmm. So the next thing, figure out what they know and then start where they're at. Okay. Once you figure out what they know and 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 you can, and then you start where they're at, you can build so much more from there. So the third thing I would say is make sure that you're always making like pointing out words wherever you are. Okay. You're in the car. I like that. Play, play, um, play. I spy with words. Like we do. I we do. I spy with words all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of our favorite games, the I spy word game. Okay. Uh, and it, and and make it right. You know, and just one a fourth one. Make it fun. Okay. Make it. Fun. I'll add that. Okay. Keep it, keep it fun. These are children. Right. These are children, and sometimes we have a tendency as adults to be like, "Oh, I don't have time to be playing," but we do. We do. Don't forget where don't forget where you were. Don't forget who you were. Remember, you were a child and 
everything doesn't have to be so serious. Every lesson doesn't have to be super serious. Mm. This is reading. Reading is supposed to be something that we love to do because remember, we're trying to remember reading is freedom and we're trying to promote our freedom generally, um, generationally. We want it to trickle down from, from one generation to the next that we, we obtain and, and maintain our freedom because we can read. And remember when you're reading a book, you feel free. You know, you sometimes you immerse yourself into that story that you feel like you become a part of that story and you can live through it. And sometimes you, you try to figure out other things that you might have done within the story to, you know, what I'm saying to to help that to help that character get to the next step. But, you know, just so keep it fun. Always keep it fun. Role play with your child or something, you know, with the book. Definitely loves it. He, he loves role playing. So keep it fun. I love, I'm going to repeat those, those tips for everybody. That right there, though, phenomenal, phenomenal. That was awesome. Number one, if you all didn't catch it, I'm going to say it again. And I'm going to actually put it in the description box when I upload the podcast on Anchor. Make sure that you all get the Anchor app so that you all can, and make sure that you click on the type in real reading talk so that every time I upload a podcast that you guys will be the first ones to get it. I'm also going to upload this video to YouTube as well. Reading is freedom. Mm -hmm. Shout out, shout out. All right. That is the YouTube channel. So make sure that you please subscribe so you all can watch this interview again. I'm going to repeat those uh, tips that Miss Tieria gave to everybody when it comes to trying to help our children and getting them to reading. Number one, she says, start with your comprehension. Start with the comprehension piece, uh, knowledge and, and, and avoid that baby talk. So making sure that our children understand things. And I have to say something to y'all on that one, for real. I agree with her wholeheartedly. I agree with all the steps, but that, that one right there stuck out because it reminded me of my oldest child, my son Shaway, who'll be 24 in a couple of months, God willing. Uh-huh. And yes, yes. And so, and I remember, um, you know, I was intentional about not doing the baby talk. I remember mm-hmm. teaching him, you know, hey, look, this is a cup, you know, cup, you know, yeah. don't say that or bad or bah. no, this is a bottle. You know, I was intentional about that. Mm-hmm. And he did. He was speaking very right. Well don't it. nickname stuff. <laughs> Call it what it exactly. is. Exactly. So that right. All thing to thing. Yes, <laughs> on point. And then number two, start where they are. Meet them where they are. And you hear that a lot. And that is so true. Meet our children where they are. So you got to start just like with Danford, as we see. Danford is so engaged and enthused about that science. And uh, his mom did an awesome job by saying, hey, guess what we going to do? We are going to make sure you are the author of this book talking about your favorite subject or one of your favorite subjects and you got a lot right. of joining so she's right there she is practicing what she is telling us number three right. pointing out the words wherever they are playing games like i spy that is an excellent one that is something i know i remember doing a, a youtube video about that talking about how where you see all of that you know um the literacy around us so when you see the different words right. you know that are printed like of course it's a you know, speed limit signs that we see, yeah. stop signs, yeah. sign, all of that. So that teaches them a lot of things. And then the last one, girl, I love it. Make it fun. And that, come on. When you say, it's like, and we know it again, this is real reading talk. We know, especially in the black community and we understand things are serious. We get it. We right. know this for sure. That's why I said, we got to have this podcast 
But at the same time, we have to make sure that we are teaching our kids that it's okay to chill, relax, have fun with our yeah. Everything don't have to be so just rigid in these serious conversations. Enjoy your story. Enjoy your book. Yes, exactly. Yes. I love it. Oh, that is a great way to yes. end our podcast. Oh my goodness, our episode. This was just phenomenal. I would love for you, please though, you have to tell everybody once again, the name of the book, where they can get it, and all of your social media social media handles uh, so that we can make sure that we're following you, making sure that we are getting going to the website. And I want everybody, please, to make sure that you guys pick up that book. I'm going to be purchasing it myself to add to our library. Please, I want everybody to do the same. Go right, go right ahead, T. Okay, so the book is, again, called Danforth Meets the Moon. There we go. Danforth Meets the Moon. Yep. By, um, by Danford Harris Green and um, co-written by his mother and it's also illustrated but we have a um, we have a, um, our cousin who um, illustrated the um, the pictures of this beautiful book I just want to show you some of his artwork Ooh. right you got it you got to keep it you got to keep it in the family <laughs> yes awesome job with this book okay? oh my goodness y'all see I love it his name is Davon Brantley. Mm. And um, Danfer says, visit me at dancefunspace.com, where you will also find a link. You also find a link to um to buy Danfer's book. Um go, it'll take you directly to Amazon. So it's when you first get to the website, it's a hyperlink page. And so um on that hype on the hyperlink page, you have the links to um Danfer's Facebook page, which is um which is Dan's Fun Space or at Dan's Fun Space on Facebook. Um, his Twitter page, which is at dancefunspace um, dance um, on Twitter. And he's also on Instagram at dancefunspace. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. You said, okay, um, you, you see, did you say Facebook already? Did you? Yes, I said Facebook. Okay. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And you already, and you have the website um, at dancefunspace. Yeah, also, I want to make sure I let you guys know, Danford also created a, a created like a, um, an app video game. To go along with his book. Oh, I remember like, you posting that. Oh my listen, he is, and this is this is literally all from the mind of Denver. Is as rambunctious as he was in the beginning of this video. Uh-huh. He is just, like just he is. as much rambunctious when it comes to business. He's truly he he brings these ideas to me. I don't come to Denver with these ideas. I facilitate whatever needs to be facilitated for his dreams and for his goals and therefore has missions. Okay. Um, he, he is a, he's a mission, you know what I'm saying? Person, like he sets a goal and he wants to meet it. So he said, mom, I need a, he said, now I need a game to go with this book. I said, uh Oh, well, who do we reach out to? <laughs> I need, I, I need to figure this out. So we, we went and found something, we went and found a game developer. Um, and the game is fun. It, you know, is uh, it's engaging. It's um, it can, it's not too addictive because I don't want your child sitting on the phone all day. Right. Um, I want <laughs> like, out here even though your baby created the game, you don't want them to just be playing right. all the time. Gotcha. Right. Right. You know, said I want you. I want your child reading their book. There for me, right. Simone. You want you want to switch up playing right. games? Then go read his book. Yes. And so we're also right, we're also in the process right now of um of developing Danford's interactive hardback book for Danford Meets the Moon. 
And we're in um this year we will also be dropping Danford's coloring book, Danford Meets the Moon. Mm-hmm. And February 3rd, there will be a live reading by um by storyteller Kay, Kayla um from, from Chicago. Love her. Oh my gosh, I love this lady. She is so beautiful. Mm. I love her spirit. I love her vibe. And I love watching her read books. Oh my goodness. I love this woman. Wow. Um, she's at storyteller. Right. She's um, on, on Instagram at uh, storyteller underscore K story at storyteller underscore K underscore um, and on YouTube. Um, uh, st- uh, st- oh my goodness. Storyteller, uh, uh, storyteller K or storyteller K I think whatever, or underscore storyteller oh, story, no, story time, story time by Kayla. Oh, story, story time. By, oh, okay. Story time. By, no. Oh, oh my God. I'm so happy I got that right. I apologize, Kayla. If you're watching this anywhere, I apologize. <laughs> That's so okay. Sure I got you yes. Storyteller um, underscore K. Okay. Storyteller on Instagram. Storyteller underscore K. Oh, okay. It's different on Instagram. Then it's. Right. Okay. And on YouTube is Storytime with Kayla. Storytime with Kayla. Got yes. it. Yes. And she's has just the most infectious song. It's story time. It's story time. It's I love it. So I, I love watching her read. Oh, but we, listen, we, her. oh my we, goodness. Yeah, we watch we watch her read books all the time. We love her. So mm. Deborah was like, um, and it's so funny. Deborah spoke this into existence because we were watching stories. We watching a, um, a story about her. Okay, watching her read a story, and um, because we follow her on Instagram, and he goes, "Will she read my book one day?" And then she popped up in our in our DM. I said, oh boy. I said, he spoke that. Wow. (laughs) He's willing. He's willing his future. And um, not only that, he's currently, he he wants us to work on a toy to go along with his book and his game. Wow. He is, this is all from his mind. And I'm just here to, that's why I'm always working. You like, I have like 15 jobs and I work for myself. I don't work for nobody no more. I, I walk away from the school system. I'm working for myself. Me and his father, we are working for ourselves and we're doing everything we can to get Danford the money that he needs mm. to do the things that he wants to do. That is and I awesome. I, I, I know I talk that's a lot of entrepreneurial. That's, that's entrepreneurship, though. That's what I mean. Yes. He took one thing and then he starts saying, Oh, I can do a game. Oh, I can make yes. oh, I can make a toy. I Hello. Okay. Yes, and the and, and the and the YouTube cool. page that will be coming that will be coming up later on this year. That's all from the mind of Danford. Um, he he wants to do he must do science projects, um, on his YouTube page because he's into science, and he and and he wants to do pretty much almost everything. He wants to try to see. He wants to try to correlate everything to space. Wow. He's he's listening. And right now he's learning about the. Our yes, need to have that science mind. They need to be thinking more in that direction. That right, they do part of that STEM right there. That is so great. And then what better, you know, young person than is to see than our young black boys who are doing that and they're making science fun. That's the key thing too, because a lot of times I'm just gonna keep it again, real, real talk. When I would think about science when I was learning it. It was like filled with too many facts. You know what I'm saying? It was just seemed boring. It was just like, right. okay, here we go. Let me get let me get through this science class. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? For real. I, I can't figure out chemistry to save my life. 
come on, man. I barely passed. I was, I knew I needed it to graduate. And I was like, I'm really loud. I'm glad I got it. But it's like, here it is, Danford. He's he making science fun. Yes. What's up? Yes. He, and he, he just, he just, he just, he teaches me so much. He teaches me so much. Wow. So I just want to also add that. Remember parents, you let your children teach you. Mm. Let your children teach you. That's right. Because you, everything you thought you knew, you would find out wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> everything you thought you knew, you find out wasn't true. <laughs> wow. I, well, I definitely agree with you on the aspect of learning from your children. I told, that's what I was telling yeah. my kids before. I said, guess what? I said, I don't look at it like I'm just imparting this knowledge to you. I said, I'm learning from you. I'm learning a yes. lot. I'm learning about things in which... I've done, I said, okay, this is good. And I'm, I'm learning about things in which I'm like, oh, I need to take, okay, I can't do that no more. Yeah. I'm learning how to be better. I'm learning. A well, you, you have to bring me back on here. You have oh, to bring yes. me back on here because Definitely. I have so much I want to share about, about teaching. And what I've learned and what, how I developed my teaching style, I would definitely love to share a lot of that with you. Because yes. I think a lot of, a lot of our, um, a lot of our black teachers could, um, could, could take something from, from what I have to share. Oh, definitely. definitely. Oh, and definitely. I'm a sharer. I'm not, I'm not a hoarder. That's I don't like a hoarder. Hello. Like Hello. <laughs> Cause it's not like we own the knowledge anyway. Okay. Every, that's why right. I, I say all the time. Knowledge is meant to be shared. I praise the law first. I say, alhamdulillah, praise due to God for the things that I've learned. I don't go around and yeah, this is mine. I got this. No, it's, it's for everybody. It's for yes. And I appreciate yes. you saying that. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that. Welcome. Thank you for having us on. Yes, here. thank you. And I want to tell everybody again, I want to, and actually what I like to do is two, two last things. Number one, tell everybody the book that you are currently reading yourself or that you just finished reading. And then I'm going to end okay. with a quote and we're done. Right now, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I'm reading them. I'm reading tax, um, Turbo Tax laws, um, Turbo Tax IRS laws, um, as in codes books. Hey, because by next year, you all will be able to come to me to get your taxes done. I'm practicing this whole year so that I'm an expert next year. Okay, you, I will not jump in on your taxes this year. Do you hear me? I'm gonna. I'm practicing a whole year. I'm doing simulation after simulation after simulation to make sure that I have it down pat. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here. Right. And the name of our the name of um our company, we also we published Danford's book. It's um Do the Most Entertainment Management Company. Okay. So we don't and we don't just um we don't just manage uh music or whatever, you know, books are entertainment. So we um we do uh events, we do um books, we do um uh poetry, okay. we do um Music, uh, some music work. Uh, we do music works of art. We are out here. This is what this is what we do. And um, we also have do the most property management. So look me up um, on uh, Facebook as uh, Cousin T uh, on Instagram under uh, the T area the underscore T letter T underscore area. Okay. Spelled, spelled the correct way, A-R-E-A. <laughs> okay, A-R-E-A. Okay, I was I'm like, is it part of name? Okay, so T underscore A-R-E-A. That's on Instagram. And the name of your entertainment yes. management company is called Do The Most Entertainment Manage Management Company. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Oh, wow. 
I love it. And I'm going to end with this quote right here by our dear sister. She's passed on now, Dr. Marva Collins, who was an educator herself. And one of the many quotes she said was, excellence is not an act, but a habit. The thing you do the most are the things you will do best. That's right. Holla. I appreciate it. Real Reading Talk, your host, Miss Sasha. And I thank you all for tuning in. And you all take care and have a beautiful rest of your day. Peace. Peace.